I don't know what happened there. Hey guys, good morning. Just getting set up here. What up, man? What's up? Loving the tunes today, man. Are you liking the Tom Petty? Hell yeah. I was playing Tom last night too on the Lit Late Show. Actually, when I was driving. I heard you fell asleep. Go ahead. I heard you fell asleep. Actually, not on my show. My show wasn't that long. Oh, no? I was jumped on another show, and then Frank was on, so I was having a good time with a bunch of ETH people. So I figured <laughs> hang in there a little bit. Oh, well. It's so funny. Like, Frank's voice, I was just, like, so relaxing. Like, oh, I just passed out. <laughs> <laughs> Look a lullaby. Uh, let's see. I'm still getting my laptop set up here, but we'll get rolling here in a minute, guys. It's the Morning Mint Show. Koopy and I doing the show as we normally do a couple of days a week. Last show of the week. We'll get rolling here in a minute. Oh, yeah. See, we got me in the Royal Tail already. How you doing, guys? Is that Alex or is Alex going to be on another account? Hey, yeah, no, it's it's Grace. Alex will okay, be good. On, on How are you? Uh, Good, good, good. I'm I'm doing well. How is the um I guess we can talk about this later, but how's your use your user, uh daily user numbers looking? Are they growing exponentially? Um, I, I I wouldn't say exponentially, but I again that kind of corresponds to the fact that we're we're not doing our like bigger marketing pushes probably until season three. Um we have a ton of cool updates that I don't I don't know if I'm allowed to talk okay. about yet in, in public, but um, yeah, I mean, it, we things obviously got affected when when the invasion happened. We had a huge or have a huge Russian player base, huge European player oh, base. Okay. So that was that was kind of interesting to watch. Um, but you know, I think in, in those times, people kind of tend to to like take solace in gaming and in Discord. So we're we're kind of okay in that aspect. That's good. Um, yeah, but it's been it's been just such an such an interesting an interesting time from from a like a game dev perspective, just seeing all of these like world events drop in and and like having to work around them. So yeah, we've had a couple of different projects on the show over the past month or, or month or two that are like out of the Ukraine, right? It just makes things pretty difficult. Or they've got team members there. Yeah, yeah, we've 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 been doing relocations. We've We've, uh, yeah, we've, we've, wait, guys, we've... is there something going on in the Ukraine? <laughs> you Sorry, wouldn't believe I've it. Build, I, I've been building. I don't know. It's I a busy, been, busy building, anything. busy building. Yeah. Heads down, heads down, boys. Yeah. Um, 
All right, we'll get yeah. uh, started here in a second. Cool. Uh, we are waiting on a couple more. So Zulana, uh, Rogue Star, and uh, Unchained. So hopefully they'll jump in here in a second. Nice. Moon, yeah. what happened in that room last night, dude? You asked me about the market. I spoke. I accidentally fell asleep. I woke up with like 139 new followers. What happened? I don't know. I fall asleep too. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? You asked me. I spoke. We both fell asleep. I woke up with 139 new followers. I have no idea what transpired after I spoke. I was asleep within minutes. I don't even know how that happened. Yeah, I don't know, but I feel like I woke up and Frank was talking. And uh, I was like, man, Frank should like read nighttime stories, you know, bedtime stories to kids. Put them right to sleep. I don't know if that's a compliment or a diss, but I, I, no, I, it's I didn't fun. hear. No, it's good to listen to. He's easy to listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not that he's boring. Like, oh, man, very <laughs> relaxing. Actually, it was like two in the morning. So I'd been asleep for a little bit. Um, and I just laid there. I'm like, I don't even want to move. Just, Frank, tell me a bedtime story about crypto, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so we yeah. got Unchained here. Rogue's here. Good. Uh, Traders here, guys. Good morning. Uh, this is Moon Roving, the Morning Mint Show. <clears throat> We'll get started here. So a uh, quick shout out to our um, our sponsors. Our headline sponsor this week is the uh, 3D Gamers Guild. They're a content and esports gaming guild, top crypto gaming streamers on Twitch. I think they've got the number one streamer in the world uh, on their team. A crypto gaming VC DAO. They're launching NFTs, tokens uh, for their gaming DAO coming up. Uh, and they're founded by Pro Web 2 gamers and content creators from Cloud9, SK Gaming, and some others. So thanks to those guys. And then Rugged Revenants is our project of the week. Uh, they're VC funded. They're a WTE platform that's being developed by DevHouse. These guys are also on the Savannah team. So they've helped uh, develop uh, the whole Savannah universe, if you will. Uh, they've got their uh, rug token and the NFT is going to have massive in-game benefits. Uh, it's a docs team. And these guys have uh, experience from um, EA Sports, Nintendo, and some others. So thanks to Rugged Revenants. With that, guys, we're going to start running. So... We'll um, and then we'll go to Koopy here in a second, but we'll uh, we'll do the normal run through, right? Uh, quick intros with the team. So we'll go Unchained, Zulana, Mini Nations, Rogue Star, and an Intergalactic Monkey Space Odyssey. Give us like a one to three minute kind of high level intro, and then we'll circle back and go deeper with uh, each of you. If you're in the community, we'd love to hear your questions too. So feel free to request the mic. What I would ask is, um, please request during. Um, uh, the if you got a question, let's say for Zulana, do it when we're going deep with Zulana. Uh, please don't request the mic when we're talking like many nations about what they're doing. If you have questions for somebody else, right? So let's try to stay organized in that fashion. Uh, so with that, um, Koopy, what's up, brother? How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing. I'm excited for this one. Uh, we've got some solid projects today, so I can tell it's going to be a long and interesting one. So let's crack on. Okay. Well, let's start rolling. Alex is here, too. Um, we've got Zulana. I know DD80 is representing Zulana. Zulana accounts here. And with that, we'll start. We're about four minutes late. So let's uh, let's send the mic over to Unchained. Unchained, guys, thanks for coming on. Uh, love to kind of hear a high level what you're doing, and good morning. How's it going, everybody? Good morning, Moon. What's up, buddy? It's good to see you, dude. Good to see you too, man. So my name's Andy. I'm one of the founders for Unchained. Uh, just the quick sort of synopsis and uh, overall is that we're a, a gaming development studio. Uh, we're launching May 23rd. 
Uh, we haven't announced who we'll be launching with, but um, we will be uh, starting out with our initial launch, um, releasing our first game, which is called Kingmaker. It's a head-to-head PvP. It's already polished up, ready to go. We're going to be going one-on-one uh, head-to-head combats for prize pools and all sorts of fun stuff. Unchained as a brand is aiming to be cross-chain, and what we plan to do is try and uh, create a community of people that work collaboratively and combative, combat, competitive, combatively against each other, um, just to sort of bring the chains together and a lot of the big projects that we're all friends with, and, and really sort of start transcending, you know, the the blockchain sort of uh, the the chain specific mentality that a lot of us have adopted. So. Um, that's pretty much us in a nutshell. We are launching the 23rd, like I said. The supply has not been released yet, um, but we are doing a bunch of whitelisting right now, so we still have some opportunities for people to get whitelisted, and we're doing so in a little bit of a different way. We're actually going where you have to compete in head-to-head uh, 1v1 battles in order to earn your whitelist. So it's a little bit outside of the whole grind meta and all that fun stuff. Um, we're a half-docs team. Um, myself, I am not doxxed, uh, but have, I'm lucky to be one of the guys that has a reputation in the industry from, uh, some of my derugging, uh, activities with cyber frogs and some other projects. So, uh, yeah, that's us in a nutshell and that's pretty much what we got right now. Good start, Andy. Thanks for coming up. Good to see you. So 23rd, right around the, uh, I guess we got a couple of days left, right? 10 days. So look forward to digging deeper with you. Uh, let's head over to Zulana. We'll be here. Zulana. Good morning to you guys. I know it's been a little bit since we hooked up, but um, you know, I think you've been on the show two or three times, but I'm curious to see what you guys are building and give us a quick intro. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Um, for anyone that has not heard of us so far, uh, we've been in the space for a while now. Um, Zulana, we're building a mobile real-time strategy game with NFT exportable assets. So we're building a game that's going to resemble games like Clash of Clans or Infinity Kingdom, if you guys are familiar with those games. And the general idea is that any asset that you spend money on or earn in-game, you'll be able to export on the blockchain. Um, And so obviously, uh, that will be on Solana. Um, It's the space that we're building in. Um, And yeah, things are going great. Uh, We onboarded the game studio over these past few months, and... Um, we have an awesome team that we're working with. Uh, the studio is one that's worked with uh, Activision Blizzard, uh, Disney. They have a few other credits to their name. And the team is really is pretty stellar. Uh, we have a development meeting actually right after this space. So we will have to jump um, in about 50 minutes. But uh, the development is going great. And there's lots of interesting design decisions being made right now about you know how exactly is combat going to work? How exactly is your settlement going to look? Where are you going to upgrade what? Um, it's pretty exciting, and it's great to be moving forward with the actual development of the product and not just thinking about NFT launches at this point. Very cool. Yeah, we'll get. usually the show goes 90 to 120 minutes. But yeah, if you guys can leave it an hour, that's totally cool too. Just uh, now that I know, it's good to know. We'll make sure we give you a chance to kind of bow out uh, at the end of the hour. But yeah, excited for what you guys are doing. We'll, and we'll dig in here in a few minutes. Thanks for coming up. Awesome. Thanks for having us. All right, Mini Nations. Uh, good morning, guys. Give us a quick intro. Hey, yeah. So uh, I'm Grace. I run community at, at Mini Royale Nations. Um, I'm joined with Alex, who I think might be having some technical 
uh, difficulties, but um, just- Yeah, really quick, Alex, I've been trying to add you and it says there's an error. So maybe quit uh, Twitter and come back up. But yeah, keep rolling, sorry. Cool, yeah, yeah, no worries. So we are a first person shooter set on top of a land strategy game. Uh, we operate on Solana. So we incorporate Solana NFTs through various aspects of the game, like through our battle pass. So as you grind through those, you can earn loot collection weapons. And we um, also uh, have a premium collection where players can uh, hold these for various benefits, including like a, a battle pass boost and uh, airdrops for, for Cheddar token launching in June, as well as um, other airdrops for, for weapons and then a, a, ton of, a ton of other stuff. So we've got about 2 million registered users, uh, 600,000 monthly active. So we're, we're pretty, pretty big, big, strong, thriving game and we have a ton of awesome updates coming up for our um our current season which is season two uh, it's a cyberpunk themed season so you can play in game with our our cyberpunk collection of avatars um, we've just launched leaderboard tournaments and uh coming up we have a ton of stuff with season three including like clan wars which might even be this season but um yeah happy to be here it's been it's been a minute since we've been uh, on on the show so really yeah, excited to, to see give you guys, guys the, the updates yeah Thanks for coming on. Quick question for you. Uh, do you ever partner with other projects like Yaku? They're big into the cyberpunk theme as well. I don't know if that ever makes any sense, but just curious if there's some opportunities for connectivity. Uh, yes, yeah, synergies. Yeah, um, we actually right now are pretty heads down on, on development and launching some of the core mechanics and features of the game. So I do think we would be open to some kind of interesting partnerships in terms of game content or, or just on the community side a little bit later. Um, but I have seen that project and I do, I, I do think it's, it's awesome. So uh, yeah, it's definitely something we're open to, but, but right now is, 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 as I'll say, and, and I'll count the amount of times we say building in, in the, uh, in the space, but it's a, uh, it's building season. So um, maybe something in the future. Yeah, of course. Cool. Okay. Thanks for the quick intro. Good to see you guys. Uh, let's head over to rogue star, rogue star. Good to see you back. Good morning. Mike's over to you. Yo, what's good, everybody? I hope the wind's not too bad. But, yo, last time we were here was so long ago. Like, so much has changed since then and since then and now. Um, so I think last time we were here, we had the, the racing demo that we put out. Uh, and for those who don't know, Rogue Star, it's a, uh, we're an indie game studio, uh, Rise Games. We're, we're building out Rogue Star, which is a, a sci-fi MMORPG. It's like an infinite universe where you're, you have your avatar and you're exploring this uh, this world or universe and you're going through different planets and you're uh, collecting resources and trading and uh, battling other ships or space pirates with your friends and uh, exploring ruins and fighting bosses. It's, it's, it's like a World of Warcraft meets um, a wing, wing Commander or something like that. But that's kind of the idea behind the game. Um, and we're, we're obviously integrating uh, Web3 technologies into it. So all the items that you come across, you're going to own as NFTs, at least the ones that, that mean something. Um, we have our uh, the in-game currencies. There's Rent Tokens, which is like the in-game currency. And then we have Nova Token, which is like the premium in-game currency uh, that you use in these games. Um, and then we also have our, our Star Passes, which are uh, minting on the, the 19th with Fractals, which is kind of like a game pass that gives you access to these, these Nova Tokens early. Um, but yeah, since then and now, I, we, we actually placed, we placed second in the, the Solana Hackathon, which was big for us. And that really changed the game for us. They put eyeballs on Rogue Star for once um because uh our discord has grown a lot since then i think we're at like sixteen thousand now and our twitter is at five thousand or as last time i think we had like nothing i think we we're just nobodies back then um but yeah it's it's good to be here we already got playable content we have our combat demo on our website that people can start playing right now um and uh, just having fun with it and uh 
every four to six weeks we release like new vertical slices of the game as we, we build up to like the final release so we're working on our social demo right now which is like a it's like a metaverse and you, you have your own room and you can do stuff and host events and whatnot it's kind of like that metaverse everybody likes uh and then we have a tons of other stuff that we're coming out with like more ships and uh pvp scenarios and planetary stuff um but the idea is every four to six weeks we release like a another playable experience and we put it all together in quarter one of 2023 so that's a quick intro to rogue star um and yeah all right good intro thanks for jumping on this morning good to see you guys good to see you growing uh really quickly guys if you would retweet the space i think we've got maybe 40 people in here so pretty small room uh, a ton of folks do listen to the recording but obviously we've got five lit projects so uh, help us get more folks in to hear what these guys and gals are building uh would appreciate it but yeah rogue good to uh, see you guys again let's head over to chris with intergalactic monkey space odyssey huh what are we doing no, I'm just You're doing joking. intros, man. Come on. I'm kidding, you fuck. Uh, so we actually just released the demo to the first portion of our open world map. It's been hard for people to understand what we're doing. Um, now you can kind of see it. We actually have built an open world environment that allows you to find mobs, grind mobs, and collect tokens. This allows you to experience a lot of different mechanics and a lot of different... Um, like we want to do not POAPs, but like random drops based on the time of which you're in the environment or how many kilometers you've traveled. This could spawn something on the map that would make you go over there to receive more rewards, or we could host events on servers, kind of like in-world or in-game events. And so uh, we've done this in Unreal Engine. Um, I've, I'm preparing a video today to show people how do you shadow which is like um, a virtual machine service. So what we've basically done here is we're trying to create the most composable NFT environment. And we've built technology that allows us to make other people composable as well. So basically we are a P2E game, but we offer PVE and PVP inside of Unreal Engine and an open world environment. However, we also offer to bring our characters inside of any of your games. So there's no one in this room that has a game in Unity, Unreal, or WebGL that I cannot bring my characters into. And a lot of people have a hard time accepting that. Today, you're going to see it. The customizer will be released this evening, and you guys will watch me create an FBX model on a WebGL app and save that file which will replace the NFT in my wallet, and that becomes the in-game character. So you guys will see what we're talking about. Um, that's what we do. We build the most composable. We build the most composable P2E utilities on blockchain. I was going to tweet out. Okay, cool. Um, thanks for the uh, the intro. But uh, yeah, you're doing a bunch of crazy stuff, which I want to dig into here. So, um, Koopy, I'll come over to you and, and ask you to give us some guidance as to who you want to hit first. But really quick, guys, it's uh, Koopy and I doing the Morning Mint show. We've got Unchained, Zulana, Mini Nations, Rogue Star, and Intergalactic Monkey Space Odyssey. We are presented by 3D Gamers Guild. Check those guys out. I'll be putting up a tweet on them and Rugged Revenants here in a few minutes. But um, Koopy, where do you think you want to start uh, this morning? Uh, a lot of choices. I mean, I, I think I think we just go down the list and uh, talk to some of the people, especially ones um, you know the ones that need to leave uh, in an hour or so. I think it was uh, Zulana. All right, let's um, head over to Zoo. Yeah, shoot. Absolutely. 
Um, yeah, guys, thank thank you for coming on. Um, so just, just give us a like like let's go deep deeper into what you guys are doing, what you've been working on over the last what how long has it been now? Last like couple of months. Yeah, go through my play a little bit. So development has been in full swing for about a month now. Um, before that, since our mints in January and November of last year, um, we've been doing a lot of the like foundation laying in order to move forward. So um, for anyone listening and any of the projects listening actually that are interested in launching a token, um, to do it legally, the current suggestion uh, by like the experts in the field, and this is not legal advice on my part, um, is actually extremely complicated. So if you look at how the Ethereum Foundation set up the legal structure to launch their token uh, way back in the day, that's become kind of like the the world standard for how you need to set up your corporate structure um, to legally launch a native token. And it's extremely complex. There's like five different corporate entities that you have to create. Um, some of them are foundations. Some of them are other um, types of uh, businesses. And um, it's, it's really, it's not easy. And there's lots of details involved. So... Uh, what we've been involved in over the past few months has been setting up these different entities, making sure that the groundwork for the project is laid so that as we're getting into development, as we're going to raise more money, um, we have the foundation to be able to to do that in a professional way. So um, it's not really sexy and it's not really fun for the community to hear that, yeah, we've got our heads deep in lawyer calls and working on paperwork. Um, but that's been the truth of what we've been working on for the past few months. And it's exciting for us to finally be moving into game development because, of course, that's why we started the project. And that's really where uh, our passions lie. So, um, yeah, it's it's an exciting turning point for us because we really we want to be focused on developing out the combat system and we want to be focused on figuring out exactly how heroes are going to be implemented into the game. Um, those are the questions that we want to be asking. So, um, yeah, it's looking up for us, and uh, we're excited about the next few months. I mean, I, I got to disagree with you. I think, I think it's definitely sexy, the, the fact that you guys are laying that foundation, specifically looking into you know, how to set up the, the legal side of it. That's... Uh, that's always exciting to me because you know obviously we've had to deal with it as well. So it's yeah. interesting to see how uh, everyone navigates around those hurdles. You know, it's all different advice in different countries and so on and so forth. Um, but I'm, I'm happy that, that that's where you guys um, uh, that's, that's where your head is. You know, Just... um, yeah. I mean, I'm glad you I'm glad you get a kick out of it. For us, it's like I don't know personally. It's interesting to me from like the how to play the game standpoint of like, oh, okay, the answer to how you do this is you set this, this, and this. But it's just taken us a while, and there's so many questions about details involved that, um, you know, it's not why I got into the space, and it's not why the international corporate law is like not that's, – that's not where my interests lie. So it sure. is – it's interesting in the abstract, I do agree. Um, and now, of course, I'm always – looking to connect with other people building in the space too, because there's so many questions also about how specifically did you set up this? And when you're signing token agreements, did it look like this? And yeah, there, it is a whole field of space that like is uh, pretty specific to crypto. So now let's talk about what you actually do enjoy doing and that's uh, creating games and getting involved with the community. Um, 
So tell me about the game. What, what, what's something that you're really excited about? Like it's maybe a feature or could be really anything. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about that. So um, right now what we're working on uh, with our game designer is actually designing the combat system. So um, I don't know. We might do some series of reveals around this um, as like the actual decisions we're making around combat. Um but we're trying to have it be more interesting than uh, the games that we've kind of mentioned so far. So Clash of Clans has these uh, moments of decision-making where you place troops. You have decision-making pre-combat where you decide which troops to train. And then as you go into combat versus an opponent, you have these decision-making moments where you place them. You place your troops individually around the map. And then your troops kind of take off and they fight on their own. Um, and that, that seems to be a good system. People like that. You know, Clash of Clans is extremely popular. Um, but we kind of wanted to develop on that a little bit more. And we don't love the idea of units fighting versus buildings, although we haven't, we haven't settled in stone. It could be that's the direction we end up going. Um, but we, we like the idea of units fighting units. So there's other games out there, uh, like Infinity Kingdoms is another game that we're taking influence from, um, where the combat is your units versus your opponent's units, um, but it's pretty much like an auto-battler. Uh, you just start, your troops are predetermined, or you've placed your troops before combat starts. It literally just is this army that I chose versus, th versus this army that my opponents chose, and now we just see them play out, and which whoever has more stats wins. Um, so... We're actually we're, we're designing a system that goes beyond this to the point where you're placing individual troops on the map and they're going to fight versus your opponent's troops and where you place your troops matters. So there's going to be some kind of like tactical geometric thinking involved of I need to place uh, these certain troops on the front line and these certain troops on the back line and I see based on the way my opponent has outlined his army that i need to switch these things around in the back um so it, it's a little vague right now and i don't actually want to get into the specifics too much because we are not set in stone and these things um are going to be like big official announcements when we're ready to to put them out there but the combat system is something that we think is going to be pretty innovative in the forex space and uh the probably the thing that we're most excited about right now that's uh, that's exciting. I mean, anything that involves... I, I love playing uh, Age of Empires. I'm sure you're familiar, familiar yes, with it. Like, uh, classic. Yeah, of course. I, I've played it for years. And so anything that involves a bit of strategy, even if it's like a mobile game, I'm all for that. So I love it. Um, awesome. Can you tell us a little bit more about how the actual NFT ties into the game? Yeah, for sure. So the way the game is going to function is going to be similar to um, as the design as we have it right now. Again, we're very early in um, the design work, but the concept that we have right now is that it's going to function similar to a centralized exchange where your NFTs are going to live in your account uh, to use them in game. And as you want to export items from the game, you'll offboard them from your account, similar to how you would send out um an asset from a centralized exchange. So the items themselves will be things like uh, any equipment that you might equip your heroes with, uh, skins for your heroes, the hero characters themselves, um, some cosmetics for your units, uh, 
any kind of asset that you can own in the game will be exportable on chain. And once you've exported it from the game and it lives on chain as a Solana NFT, of course, that opens up the whole world of DeFi opportunities as those capabilities get built out, borrowing against your characters, um, just selling them if you prefer, trading them with friends. Um, the NFT element of the game is really going to unlock the value present in the in-game assets in a way that just doesn't exist for mobile games right now. Um, we really were in this space because we are gamers ourselves and we've seen, we've played games where we spent hundreds or thousands of dollars on the game over the years and that money is just stuck there. And crypto is giving us the opportunity to do better and to make something that functions um, in a way that's healthier for the user long term. So, I mean, that's that's why we're doing it. Love Can you that. maybe just uh, show some some uh, perspective really quickly on the red versus blue NFT offerings? Yeah, for sure. So anyone who is kind of just getting into what Zulana is doing right now um, and is looking at the mints that we've had in the past, our VIP passes are the alpha editions. So we had the alpha edition mint, uh, the alpha red mint in November of last year, and the alpha blue mint in January of this year. And the difference between those are that Holders of each will get certain benefits in the form of NFT drops um, in the future and over the next few months. Uh, and one of the biggest forms of those benefits are um, drops of our native token. So alpha red holders uh, will get uh, an a total allocation of 160,000 tokens if they've held since mint. And our alpha blue holders will get um, a varying amount between 40 and 80,000 of our native token. Um, if they've been holding since Mint. Our system is a little complex because we're incentivizing people holding, and it's led to us having one of the lowest listed NFT counts, like one of the lowest listed supplies out of like any NFT. I believe our red is like 1% listed or something like that. Um, but the way it works is pretty much as you hold the alpha edition, every week we take a snapshot, and those snapshots are what um, make you eligible for the token airdrop once the token is released. So just a heads up to anyone listening, alpha editions are listed on secondary, um, but you will not get the full, quote unquote, full token allocation from buying one today um, because we've had a number of snapshots since Mint. Um, that it's not to say that it's, uh, that's not to say that you shouldn't go and check it out and maybe learn a bit more about what the alpha editions are offering, but I just want to be clear with everyone listening that the, they've been around for a while at this point, and there's been many snapshots taken. Um, and there will be more snapshots taken between today and September when we have our IDO scheduled. All right, very cool. Yeah, I've got one of your reds sitting in my wallet somewhere, one of the wallets. So I guess I'm being snapshotted. Awesome. Yes, you are. You're being snapshotted. You're tracking me. Currently, exactly. Yep. Okay, cool. Before we move on to one of the other projects, what are anything else you want to kind of highlight that you think the room should know about what you guys are doing? Um, yeah, I, I would say actually anyone here that is interested in fantasy worlds and fantasy storytelling, uh, definitely click on our profile and take a look at what we're doing on Twitter. One thing we're doing to engage with the community on a weekly basis um, are these weekly lore pieces that we're having our in-house artist work on. So he's building concept art for the world of Zulana, and we're releasing those pieces every week. And um, we're having our community, we're rewarding community members for writing stories about those lore pieces. So 
Um, it's really, it's an awesome thing for us because we are able to further kind of expand on the world that we've created. And it's a fun thing for the community too, because people are getting to exercise their creative writing chops and in some cases win a few hundred bucks for doing so. Um, so definitely check out the art that we have listed on our page. We're releasing stuff every week and um, it's kind of an exciting, an exciting thing we're doing to keep the community engaged. I guess last question for me for you, and then we can uh, move on to one of the other projects, would be just you know getting this type of a game on iOS. How difficult do you think that's going to be? Yeah, so we have some questions right now about how exactly it's going to be distributed. Um, we have some, uh, what would you call it, like role models or examples to look at. There's this one game, uh, it's not Titan Arena, it's like Thetan Arena, and... Uh, they are actually on iOS and Android, and they have NFT compatibility. So it should be possible. In a vacuum, um, it would be difficult because Apple, we all know from the Epic Games, or most of us probably know from the Epic Games uh, story, Apple wants to take 30% of every in-app transaction. And once you start implementing crypto, they get really sketched out because they feel like they probably can't access that value as readily as they would any other app on the store. So um, you kind of have to finagle it. You kind of have to be a little tricky. And um, we think we should be able to be on iOS and Google Play um, because we have another game, like I mentioned, Thetan Arena, that has done it. Um, but... Oh, I think we're No worries. I'll, I'll just continue what he's saying. So basically... Um... Our design of the game should be able to get on the App Store of Apple as well as Google Play with no issues as of right now because, you know, Apple Apple and Google Play, specifically Apple actually, they they review their, their guidelines quite frequently. And if this is actually kind of a loophole that we found. So if let's say uh, the Apple team found found this loophole or something, they, they might change their guideline, but we, we don't expect it to happen uh, in recent years. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, hopefully you'll be able to get on there, which I think you will. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, thanks for coming up. Good to uh, kind of dig in deep with you. We'll keep rolling through. Awesome. Uh, as we do, this is the Morning Mint Show. It's Koopy and I. We're doing these shows. We've got our next show, actually, Monday morning, 8 a.m. Central, with another strong list of uh, of guests, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And we are presented by 3D Gamers Guild. Thanks to those guys. Uh, let's head over and talk with uh, Mini Nations. So, Mini, I got, like, lots of questions for you on kind of the land, the NFTs, you know, the, how NFTs are being used. But maybe just give us, you know, it's been a while since we've kind of been able to dig in deep with you. Maybe just give us a three, four minute kind of overview as to, you know, what y'all have been building, um, uh, the, I guess, the past three or four months. And then what you're most excited about over the next, you know, quarter or so. Oh, I'll, I'll take this. Uh, this is this is Alex. Um, so, I mean, we've been working the majority of our, like the, the past dev cycles on, the shooter gameplay and clans so we have a bunch of stuff coming up like this month um new clan management clan wars will be like in in june um character and weapon levels we're adding like level progression to our characters and that all of that level progression will show up in your nfts um yeah just keeping 
working on polishing all of the core shooter gameplay and then releasing our tokens and then the land stuff will come up like Q3, Q4 of this year. So just a lot of stuff in progress. We're pretty heads down building right now. Well, what's the time frame for the token? Um, we're going to launch our first token um, end of Q2. So is that what is that, like end of June? Yeah. Okay, so kind of right around the, the corner there. Yeah, we're going to launch like tokens in a more like staged, like risk-mitigated way so we can balance one token at a time. And as far as the, the NFTs go, um, like a lot of us buy in the projects because of the art or because of potential utility and everyone's looking for like 100x, all that stuff, right? Um, yeah. Do you feel like the NFTs that you release through the game have a chance to have have like value of 1x, 2x, 5x, 10x? I mean, the value of the NFTs in gaming uh, is directly correlated to their utility in the game. So the NFTs are, are, are characters and items in the game. So, of course, they have utility. Um, whether that means a 5x, 100x, 1000x, like, I don't know. But at least myself and the team at Faraway can control the amount of utility and the amount of work we put into this game. So I'm hoping so. But again, nothing is financial advice, and I cannot predict the pricing in a very volatile market. Yeah, I'm not looking for you to predict or project that at all. But um, we're just kind of curious as to the lay of the land and how that's been working out. We actually had a show last night where I had some a uh, couple games on. Uh, uh, NFT projects actually that are kind of maybe similar but different from you and one thing that came up that I had a question about maybe you can kind of delve into this you look at Fortnite right they've made X amount of dollars over the past X amount of years selling skins and all these things right when you build mm-hmm. out an NFT based game where you're giving ownership in tokens and you're giving ownership to the players you're potentially giving up some of that revenue right uh, you know you may make it back on the secondary market right with royalties and stuff like that trades but have you, I'm just curious, have you guys run the numbers at all, just one side versus the other, as to are, would you actually be giving you know, a percent up or would you make out uh, in a positive way in the end through kind of secondary sales of these NFTs, even though you're giving the ownership and tradable ability to the, the player themselves? Are you saying like if choosing between doing this game as a, like a pure NFT-based game um, more as like, I guess what is the yeah because like Fortnite right you buy a skin for Fortnite you can't trade that right yeah as far as I know you can't I mean, sell for it, Fortnite it's a way better business model like not allowing them to trade so right, you that's, think that's a you think long term that's a much better business model I, I don't I don't believe in pure NFT based games like I think the entire like where it's the entire game is based upon trading of NFTs I I, I don't think that is the um, the, the the business model that will give the highest net outcome for the game. I think, you know, a, a game like Fortnite, right, which sells the same thing to hundreds of millions of players and does not allow trading is the better business model for Epic. Um, what I do believe is that crypto makes economies deeper where the economy already has depth and makes economies more social by introducing a new set of players who otherwise would not have played your game to begin with. Um, so we're, if you've read our white paper, we're very much so leaning into the token economy. Um, so the, our token economy is based on 
a utility token, some transactions are priced in Sol, and then we have our governance token Royale. Um, so my big belief is monetizing on the token economy side and then monetizing through a more DeFi related aspects of the game. So in-game DEXs, protocol owned liquidity, right? This is like what Olympus Pro like pioneered. Sure. I, I believe that that will yield the highest net outcome for games with like a web three element. It's not going to be pure like NFT trading. Unless well, I guess they, and, and that's, I, mean, I wasn't just saying pure NFT. What I was trying to say is like the whole web three experience. So do you think like your model that you'll outpace from a revenue standpoint, you know, like you could have gone the Fortnite route, right? But mm-hmm. in your mind, what you guys are building will be more profitable for your business versus the Fortnite model, correct? Or no? Um, I mean, we're not building Fortnite, though. That's the thing. It's like our game is a shooter, but set on top of a strategy game. Like the whole goal of the shooter is to lead people into this more economic-oriented strategy game in a very easy-to-understand, like easy-to-onboard way. Um, so we're, we're not making Fortnite. Uh we're not like purely monetizing on, you know, skins. Our first set of NFTs are are, are are skins, but they allow you to do things in the game already that you can't do in Fortnite. It's like access to specific quests, yeah. staking skins to unlock a premium battle pass. You know, uh, I mean, there, there's a there's a bunch of stuff that doesn't exist in Fortnite. So. The comparison to Fortnite isn't 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 one hundred percent. Both are shooters, right? But um, it's it's a very different uh, economy than Fortnite. Agreed. I guess what my, my end of the my, my what I'm trying to get at is which model is more profitable for the business. I know they're different. It, dep- it depends on the game. You're take making. your mind out of thinking Fortnite. I think traditional gaming's games and how they make money. And maybe like traditional can be so many different things, but the ability of a game to sell skins. No matter what the game experience is versus what you're building, do you feel like long-term profitability, you know, is on your side or, or theirs? <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm going to repeat again. I understand your question. Okay. Um, it depends on the game you're making, right? It depends what the economy of that game is. Okay. Like I said, if it's if you're purely trying to monetize on selling skins, then and and they're they're purely cosmetic skins, um, like Fortnite, right? I, I think doing things the way Fortnite is doing is probably the more tried and true way to do it, right? If you allow people to all of a sudden just trade the skins um, that they already bought, like after they were finished using them, um, I, you're probably not going to make as much money as Fortnite did with their free to play model, where they're literally selling the same skin. Uh, like hundreds of millions of times and nobody right. can trade exactly right yeah okay. right i bet fortnite has no economy like fortnite Correct. is purely a cosmetic economy which is yes. why i started off saying crypto does two things right it deepens economies where there's already economy depth and two it makes economies more social by introducing new sets of players but if your economy doesn't yeah. have any depth to begin with crypto isn't going to do anything for you gotcha okay that's fair um what as far as like i'm moving on from that question because i think Mm -hmm. you had a pretty good answer to it not fully didn't fully answer but 
to some extent, yes. Um, tell us more about, about clans and what's happening in that space and the build out. So, I mean, everything in Mini Royale is based on, on clans, right? So all of the biggest rewards types of events are, you know, either they're at clan wars, clan tournaments, stuff like that. All of the land components, so you must take over a piece of land with your clan. Um, alliances, which are these massive world events, are a clan of clans mechanic. So you band together with other clans in order to participate in these like time limited events. And then at the end of those events, the alliances disband. So clans in our case are DAOs as well. Yeah, so I was so gonna I, ask you. Yeah, so I think I heard somebody saying like, spent a bunch of time on like the legal structure for that. Um, right, so whether it's foundations, blah, 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 independent directors, um, we have finished all of that. So all of our clans are basically legally set up to be DAOs and self-governed. And, and that's how they're set up currently, correct? Yeah, the legal structure's in place. It's all in place. Um, okay. We just haven't, we haven't turned on like uh, on-chain voting yet. But okay. eventually, right, clan, clan, uh, uh, so we have this concept of clan shares, which we haven't released yet. But clan shares can be like denominated in like the native token of that DAO. Where are these community communities uh, congregating and communicating? Is it over Discord? Yeah, uh, Discord. I mean, what whatever um, messaging app they want to use, Discord, Telegram, Cacao Messenger, Line, like right. It what what whatever whatever messaging app is, you know, most popular in that region. Okay. As far but as yeah, your, um, your question is like, we don't have like a, like a huge in-game chat right now. We rely okay. on Okay, is that, like is that external. in the works, you think? Um, no. Okay. I, I, I don't think it's like super necessary. I mean, I, I've been making like a mid-core games for like the past 14 years. Uh, I've never seen an in-game chat that ended up being better than like the the actual chat or messenger apps so like, no matter the game you're making right it's like uh a, an app whose job it is to be a messenger is always going to be better than a game that also has like an in-game messenger right it doesn't add any additional value so it's uh it's pre pretty difficult to get away from discord for things like that i mean specifically gaming i mean that, that's what it was where the people actually want to chat like the goal is to have yeah. them chat um i think the only example that i've seen of like an interesting chat solution was uh like mz's game of war because they had a translation system built into their in-game chat That's um cool. so yeah and, and and they would reward players for correcting bad translations so they had a, actually a pretty sophisticated in-game chat um and that proved in some cases to be better than the normal chats but then obviously like skype has like you know, they have like in-game uh in-app translation plugins some of these other chat messengers today also have like in-app translations gotcha gotcha actually sounds really cool um one thing i did want to ask you oh was if we could dive a little deeper into the um the marketplace that you guys are building um if you could talk to us about how the the token chatted token is going to be used and um, the way it's going to function, really, just the little details. I mean, it's going to be used for uh, a bunch of things. So, like one thing will be upgrading, like your levels and your 
like your your weapons or your characters um, for refining. Like uh, so, we have this concept of land. Land has like, a bunch of buildings on it, but two of those buildings are um, refineries, and then we have mines. In order to use those, there's a cheddar cost, and then when you pay that cheddar cost, right? Some of the cheddar goes to the game DAO. Some of the cheddar goes to the person or clan whose land you're mining or refining on. Um, but there's there's a bunch of like you know uses for this cheddar token, um, uh, opening uh, different types of loot boxes or gotchas. Um, but yeah, a bunch of this stuff is is described in in our in our white paper. But the the way to think about it is like cheddar is just a, an in-game currency. Right, like in-game currencies, like intrinsically have value to core actions in the game. So, yeah, it's like we have cheddar for very frequent and non-premium types of transactions. We use soul for frequent but premium transactions, and then we use our governance token royales for very infrequent but extremely premium transactions. Okay, I got you. Um, and does, what sort of challenges do you face when you're using three different, you know, without getting too technical, without when you're using three different currencies? What, what, what challenges? So we, we, we haven't yeah. launched the tokens yet, but the way that we're modeling it is, um, so I guess there's a couple of reasons we chose to go this route. Like one is players seem to understand the concept of a utility token and a governance token. Um, I think Axie definitely popularized that model um, and, and players have seemed to grasp it. Um, lawyers also seem to grasp the idea of a inflationary utility token plus a governance token. Um, so we're trying to sort of stick to the meta today and improve on it a little bit. So what we saw with Axie, right, is that um, I thought their SLP token more or less was okay, minus the fact it didn't have many sinks other than breeding. I thought their AXS token was a bit problemsome in that in some respects you must hold that token for you know governance. You must you know stake that token in order to you know do other things within the Axie ecosystem. Um, but on the other hand, you must spend that token very frequently so it's a it was a sort of conflicting token so right it's like on, on the one hand you must hold it um and it's sort of that value accrual mechanism and on the other hand you must spread it for basically the most core action of the game which was breeding so it's like players didn't really know do i hold do i spend what do i do with this thing um so we said okay well we think like the slp token more or less is okay like having this like inflationary utility token but we probably need to split up that governance token into two tokens. So we clearly need a premium, like highly transactional token. And like in free to play, right, you have the idea of soft currencies and hard currencies. So this is like, we need the equivalent of like a hard currency. Um, so we're using soul for that like hard currency equivalent. So premium frequent transactions. Um, and then we're saying our, our governance token um, will be used for uh, governance, like long-term holding benefits um, and then stuff like uh, very infrequent but extremely premium in-game transactions so making it more like uh, e easy for players to understand like this token you should you know you shouldn't be spending every day um, use soul for that 
I hope that made sense. But that was our, our rationale. It did. It did. I was listening very carefully. Uh, that makes perfect sense, actually. All right. Nice one. I appreciate you going and um, into that in-depth explanation for me. Uh, I hope you answered answer other people's questions, too. Nice one. I was going to ask 3D gamers. Um, I don't know. Is your your guild are they playing many nations? Any thoughts? Yeah, I actually wanted to ask. Um, so after hearing your, uh, can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, you sound good. Cool. Just I, I wasn't seeing the audio thing come up. Um, after hearing your answer and a bit of, of your insight into um, like Fortnite's model um, and like the tried and true right model that. I'm curious um, because we haven't really seen a game of that caliber uh, that that incorporates NFTs. So uh, personally, I feel like there's no way, there's no really way to know until we see a competitor um, come up, you know, pop up with NFTs. But um, after hearing your answer there, I'm, I'm curious: Are you thinking of incorporating non-NFT skins into the game as well, and uh, seeing if you can create an economy where Though the NFTs and non-NFT skins coexist and uh, offer different options for players, um, no, we're you know I think people that are trying to like basically integrate a free-to-play model and a crypto model end up with like very confusing game designs. Um, we do have the concept of like base characters, so it's like every just like Axie right? Axie Origin has you know their starting characters. We had that from the beginning. It's like these are characters you can sort of play with without needing to have without needing to purchase an NFT to get started. I'm, I'm sure you've seen that. Those are off chain, but all the other skins um, are, are, are on chain and have um, and like everything from our game design to the tech that we're building, right? It sort of needs on chain on chain skins in order to determine like, hey, this skin can be staked for the premium battle pass can be used for this specific attribute based quest um yeah but we're not going to integrate uh like uh, off-chain fortnite style skins in addition to like our on-chain nfts nice but you still plan to have um free to play and i guess yeah, yeah. The... exactly right. yeah we're, we're always going to have like something that a person can start with so we're not like preventing person from even like even experiencing the fun because that, that that's a problem right it's like how do you know if you even like want to spend like uh the money to start the game if you've never even played the game before so we're just saying like okay i mean so in, in mini royale we sort of have like three uh three like tiers of players if you want to call them that we have people that like don't basically don't even want to register a username until they actually experience the game so these are guest players they have no username they have no crypto wallet attached um then you know obviously those guests they're like okay this is this is decent then we give them the chance to like hey register you know register a username and password and you know keep playing go deeper right and then when you have a registered username and password you can join clans you can you know uh get all of the xp that you earned from playing through the game to add to your player level or to add to your battle pass and then if you want to go even deeper after that and you say, you know what, I want to get exposed to more of the economy side of things. I want to buy NFTs. I want to do, I want to compete in clan events and I want to actually take in all of the earnings from those clan events. Then of course you need a, a registered account plus like an in-game wallet. But yeah, we're, we're just 
trying to keep the barriers to entry as low as possible because it's like you know me as a player i'm obviously going to want to you know try out the game um or i decide i'm going to spend you know a thousand dollars that's that's great to hear yeah i think that having that uh, accessibility is key Mm -hmm. at this stage where we're at currently i think once you know crypto gaming matures we see within the next three to five years i'd say um there's going to be a lot more opportunities to, to uh, you know, have those those um, those gates up. Yeah. So I'll clarify. Like, I think accessibility is important for the game that we're making. Um, but right, if you have the equivalent of some high stakes poker game, which is based around like exclusivity and buy-in, then it's not about accessibility. It's actually about you know, fences, keeping people in and keeping people out. Um, so uh, everything that you're doing should be based on the game that you're making. And I don't think there's a blanket statement that like, this is right or this is wrong, especially right now. Um, we're just making the best decisions we can based on the type of game that we want to make. And the type of game we're making is heavily CCU dependent because we're making a shooter. So accessibility is extremely important, which is why we even allow guests to play to begin with. All right, guys, I think we got pretty deep uh, with many nations and Alex. Any other kind of final thoughts? No, but I, 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 will, I will say one thing. It's like, yes, I think to the 3D Gamers Guild um, statement that like, we have not seen an extremely well-done Fortnite-style like, Web3 game. And you know what? Maybe, maybe it will work. But if all of the – if basically you're trying to sell characters – for X and then you are banking on the fact that like you will make the rest of the money that you lost or basically the differential between web three and a free to play model through secondary sales. You just better have a lot of secondary sales and you better have ways to incentivize tons of trading Um, or else like I I don't, I'm not sure I see it. Yeah. That's that's a great point. Right. I, I mean, even, I, even in our game, right, it's like we have attribute based quests, which, you know, require specific NFTs with specific attributes like evil alignment or this, you know, this type of helmet right, in order to enter. And then you have like a rental model right, where people are renting those items out amongst each other or lending them. Um, so I could see maybe that, again, adding to the business model of like pure, um, pure NFT trading. Like if you had like rentals associated with them, but yeah, it's just going to be different. It's not going to be purely uh, sales, primary sales and, and secondary trading. It's going to need to be something more, I think, to get to the revenue levels of like a pure free to play, like cosmetic shooter. Yeah. I'd be curious to see um, a game that was like a Fortnite level introduce NFTs at a higher tier and have both operating at the same time and see what, that would do uh, yeah, we, we so i haven't seen a game that's like of the fidelity of fortnite do it but uh crunker which is another web-based shooter um uh like a, a friend of mine actually just bought it yesterday um but they have like off-chain items and then they're very exclusive like exotic or like gold items are nfts and it's sort of bombed uh, because 
people are like, why would I want these off-chain items when the only, clearly the only ones that have value are these, you know, super exclusive items. So I think it just creates a lot of conflicts. Like what do people actually value in the game? And if I get something that's even cool, but it's not like legendary or exotic, does it have value to begin with? So I think you just got to be really careful. Basically between creating two classes of players, two classes of items, um, yeah, and I think it can lead to more problems than it's worth. But Crunker was, you know, a, a, a huge web-based shooter. Had like things like over a hundred million like like uh, players at some point. All right, um, nice one, guys. Thank you. Thanks for the, the deep dive. Cool. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you coming on here as always, of course. Um, and with that, I think. Um, we can move on to um before we move on to one of the one of the projects actually um we should talk about uh 3d gamers guild while you guys are up here um so you guys are obviously sponsoring the the show this week um and i was wondering if you could give us like a quick 60 seconds of what you guys are about uh instead of me talking about it it's better coming from you i think uh while you're here so i'd love to hear just a little bit if you can tell us yeah right on um so 3D Gamers Guild, I actually met the founder. Uh, I was at Hacker House LA, and I go more recently. Um, but, uh, you know, at first, um, the founder's name is Pangboy. Uh, he's in the How Do You Dow. And, yeah, he, was, he just started to describe to me what he was building. And um, once it clicked for me, it, it was really exciting because um, I hadn't seen a, a gaming guild on Solana yet that was focused more on Solana gaming. Um, looking at more like the long-term um, attracting VCs that uh, were, you know wanted to invest in these in these crypto games and, and wanted to uh, invest in um, a guild that was going to put in the time and, and you know really research and find the, the gems and invest early so yeah that's how it started um, I got brought onto the team and now I'm helping uh, build out the nft portion as well um, we are building an NFT collection right now, and uh, there's a lot I can't say about it, but um, looking to onboard the uh, the mass gaming audiences um, quicker, you know, and, and help bring attention to to the crypto games that are, you know, that are really um, innovating in the space. And so that's kind of what we're, what we're doing now. Uh, we're a DAO. Um, we're a community that's growing at a pretty fast rate and we have uh yeah we have uh, streamers uh from some of the top um so, so some of the top crypto streamers currently uh with the, the top streams right now uh so yeah that's that's my nice of it sounds like you guys have done it quite a bit and um definitely we'll have to have you on the show properly once uh the nft side of things is more developed uh be very curious about that uh want once again, appreciate you sponsoring the show this week. Um, make sure to check them out, guys. Um, and with that, uh, we can move on to one of our next guests. Um, and I'm thinking uh, we can go to our Rogue Star. Guys, I appreciate you coming on today. I think um, you mentioned that you've, you've been on here before. That it, was, it was a while ago. Um, if you can give us just like two, three minutes of um, like, like a bit of a deep dive, some highlights on what you guys are doing, some, and then we can go from there. For sure, yeah, dude. So like, last time is I can't even remember when it was last time, but anyways, 
So what we've been up to is we're basically trying to make like one of the best sci-fi MMORPGs uh, with Web3 technologies. When we first entered the space and stuff, we were looking at like all these other space games out there that were that I guess people were trying to create. And we just noticed that there wasn't a lot of like playable content yet. There's a lot of stuff in the works, but nothing like super playable. So we kind of set out with the mission to kind of actually like make the playable content so people can, you know, so people can already start uh, playing the games and such. So we uh, were working on Rogue Star. We put out the, the space race demo, um, which people were playing already. And then we followed it up with the, the combat demo, which was just a major update to it where we added like uh, added some ships that you can fly. Uh, there's like a story driven mission and you basically get to uh, just fight capital ships and some space pirates uh, and just have a lot of fun with it. And then we're able to do like some cool tournament stuff around it as well. Um, but in terms of like long term vision and such, uh, we're, we're working on building like uh, uh, like a, a cross chain sci fi MMORPG. Uh, so we're doing like things to make it super accessible to traditional gamers because we don't want this to be uh, just a game that's limited to people who know about NFTs. So we've done things like uh, we, we worked with like Crossman and stuff to make our game uh, cross chain with like uh, Polygon, Ethereum uh, and Solana. And then we're talking to some other chains as well about how we can make our game accessible there as well. Um, and then we've done things with like credit card integration so that people don't necessarily have to know how to um, necessarily know how to buy or transfer crypto to play the game. Um, they can just pay with a credit card and start playing. Um, and even with our, our Nova tokens as well, they'd be able to do that. Um, and those are just some things that we've done to kind of make it like super accessible because we want this just to feel like you're playing another game. The idea with Rogue Stars is it's supposed to be so seamless that you're, you shouldn't even have to know that you're interacting with NFTs and such. Um, because we don't want this, we don't want the, to limit our, our player base to just NFT gamers. Uh, but we still want everyone to get like the same perks of it. Because at the end of the day, it's about you know player ownership. You know, you're gonna be owning all of your in-game assets and such. Um, and then also like to what Mini Royale was doing. I mean, they're working on. Uh, uh, they're talking about like how they've done like guest stuff as well. I mean, that's a great idea because you shouldn't have to like uh, force people to like uh, you know make an account or spend a bunch of money to play the game because you know you're gonna want as many players as you want. Um, so we've done things with traditional logins because we understand that not, I mean, a majority of gamers out there don't have a, a Web3 wallet or anything like that. Uh, so you'd be able to log into our game with a traditional wallet. We create everything in the background um, with uh, like Stardust um, and we're able to basically uh, have players log in with their email or Discord or whatever suits them. And they can control all of their in-game assets through kind of like this master wallet. And then if they want to take it out, if they get more Web3 advanced, they can take all of their in-game assets and they can move it to their own personal wallet and still use it in the game. But that's kind of the idea, making a super fun, playable experience. Like we're, we're really putting fun first. And that's why we've put out so much playable content already. And then I was supposed to, I was supposed to leak something. Uh, like someone asked today if we were still building. Uh, and I was like, are we still building? Of course we're still building. So, like, like I said, we're, we're releasing stuff in vertical slices. So we have the combat demo out. If you want to see that, go check out the, uh, the website. You can start playing it. Um, but here's, like, a sneak peek of our uh, social demo that we're putting out, like that metaverse space that everyone can just hop into. Um, there, I think I shared a screenshot of it. Um, but this is, like, what we're building up next, the social demo, which is going to be super cool. It's a multiplayer experience. You'll be able to, like, customize your, your room and host events there and, find other players i guess and we're integrating it with uh, we'll probably be integrating it with the combat demo and stuff and we're stitching all of these experiences together um that's kind of like the idea with them that's why we're, we're releasing them as it is so instead of having to wait for like a whole year for us to like develop the game you're able to start playing stuff now um and we'll have nft integration and token integration by the end of the month uh in the game and we're, we plan on doing some tournament stuff uh so if you're if you're into that kind of stuff we have some pretty pretty dope prizes uh for anyone who likes to get high scores on games um 
but yeah, that's kind of what we've been up to. Um, and I'm happy to answer any questions or tell you guys more about it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it sounds exciting, man. Um, so I, um, it, it seems like the right idea. I mean, uh, every time, well, when I, when I think of like the perfect way to integrate NFTs into a game, uh, that's, um, you know, that's something that we've been talking about a lot today. Uh, it makes sense to make it as seamless as possible. You know, it's there if you want to access it and if you want to um, learn a little bit more, maybe. But otherwise, it should be you know open to everyone, like you were saying. Um, so I like that direction. I like that quite a bit. Um, could you tell me? Um, actually, I was going to ask you about the social demo and um, the upcoming sections of your roadmap. Roadmap, but um, I was wondering about um, uh, the, the actual game itself. Uh, will how, how will you um, give people access? Basically, like, uh, will they be able to download it straight from your site, or will will it be uploaded to a marketplace of some some sort? What do you think? Yeah. So there's. Uh... The, the idea is like like you said accessibility and such so people uh they'll be able to download it from our website and play the game um there shouldn't be any problems there and then we're also looking at if we can get it on other platforms as well i mean we were looking at like epic games and such like that where they they're more open to uh to web3 games i know steam definitely is not open to games like this um but i think maybe in the future people will change um but there's been plenty of like successful games that have done their own launcher and stuff in our game it's it's we have our own launcher for it as well. It's it's a patch kit installer. So when you when you download the game, I mean it, it looks like you're playing another game. Like it has its own launcher. We can run updates through it and such, um, and it has a, a cool, the cool logo and everything. Uh, it's like sure. it's like opening up War Thunder. You know, like if anyone's played War Thunder, um, it's just like its own installer, um, and that's kind of like how it is right now. And we're open to putting it on other platforms as well. We've been talking to uh, a couple, but we want to find like like really good ones um, that can really help like share the game. You you mentioned crossplay, right? Uh, at some point, I remember. Uh, that's that's something that you want to focus on. Yeah, cross chain. Uh, oh, cross chain, right? Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, I thought you said crossplay. Oh, I was crossplay. Crossplay, like when you play uh, from well, when you play with uh, multiple consoles, can play the same game together. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, okay. Actually, that's something uh, that will will be integrated as well. I think in the future, um, but. Right now, we're focused on uh, on PC and Macs. Even though, if you're a gamer, you shouldn't have a Mac. But like, basically, uh, it's on PC, it's on Mac, and then uh, we're, we have console integration uh, that we'll be doing in the future. And you can use your uh, flight stick or controller right now in the game. Um, but yeah, crossplay is something that will will be there. Do Do you think? I, I mean, I I don't know what um, uh, Xbox or PlayStation's attitude to to towards like crypto and NFTs is. Um, but do you think it'd be possible to get it on there? And how soon? Yeah, I mean, I have this unwavering faith that we'll be able to make anything work. Um, and uh, I, I think, in, especially in the future, they'll be more open to this kind of uh, technology, especially as more games will probably end up moving in this kind of direction. Um, so I, I think it's definitely possible. Um, and I don't, and, you know, we can always try, but even. Even then, I mean, just having it on PC uh, is pretty good. I mean, most, a lot of the most popular games are on PC sure. and they launch there. But um, I think it's definitely possible, and I think it's something we'll, we'll be able to do. Um, because, I mean, even when you look at our game, like, we, the things we've done with it is it, it, it really does feel like you're playing any other game. Like, as you play the game, it, it shouldn't feel like, like it's an NFT game. Like, you shouldn't, the, the whole idea is you should be able to play this game and have no idea. Um, and you just, it's all about, like, the, 
the the perks of like you know do, what blockchain does best, right? The, the ownership aspect um, and giving players control. Um, so that you know when when the consoles and uh, the launch pads or, or like Steam that kind of stuff when they look at this type of game, they, they shouldn't see an NFT game or a, a gambling game or anything like that. It, they should just see another game. Um, so there's a lot going for us in terms of that, and I, I think that we should be able to make anything work. I like that. That seems like a, a good direction to head towards. Um, so let's talk about some of the exciting stuff that you, you have coming up, like the social demo. And then I see on your roadmap, you have um, things like ships and uh, guilds, PVP. So just break that down for us. Uh, what, what can we expect in the next few months? Yeah, okay. So one of the cool things with us is that okay, our team is incredibly talented. we got about 15 people on the team. Um, they're, they're super veteran game developers uh, from like uh, Riot Games. They've worked on stuff like League of Legends or animators have done stuff with the Lego movie. And having a team like this enables us to do one thing really good, and that's build stuff really fast and like really high quality. Um, so part of what Rogue Star is doing is uh, as we build out this game, we're releasing chunks of it in vertical slices so that uh, you can start playing out the, the multiple varieties of the game. Uh, every four to six weeks. So we put out a racing demo. We put out a combat demo. We're working on this social demo, which is like this metaverse experience uh, where, where you'll be able to, it's multiplayer. You can, uh, there's a bunch of cosmetic items you'll be able to spend your Nova on um, and host various events. And uh, you can have your whole DAO party there or whatever. Um, but it's a, it's a really nice looking uh, metaverse experience that you'll be able to play with with your avatar. And you'll be able to customize your avatar and basically turn it into an NFT. And that's going to be your PFP uh, for the game, which I think is going to be super awesome. So basically, customizable uh, NFT profile picks or avatars, and I mean, they're, th- they're in-game assets as well, um, which I think is going to be super exciting. And uh, you'll also be able to, uh, uh, yeah, you'll just be able to customize them and, and whatnot. Um, and then uh, we've also done a lot of stuff with interoperability. Uh, so you'll be able to bring... Uh, like nft assets from other other games or other uh just any other nft asset uh and we can make it compatible with our game to where like if you want to put up your i don't know your bayak uh uh bayak poster whatever you can do that in our game or your smb you can put on the wall or something if you want Uh, but there's a lot of things we can do with interoperability we've done stuff with a lot of like other uh fractals uh projects as well like we've done uh uh we're putting like a uh, like a weapons charm and meta ops because we think it'd be cool and then they might do some stuff in our game but we're totally open to these kind of partnerships of like anyone has any ideas or anything they want to do with us like in terms of interoperability we're super open to it um so that's kind of like what the social space is like um and then uh we have a lot of other stuff planned as well with like ships you'll be able to get like gear for your ships um you'll be able to get your ships as well and then the the star pass that we have will kind of like so everyone will have a base ship in the game uh, and the Star Pass NFT that we're that we're launching uh, will we'll, uh, get you that base. Uh, we'll get you a base ship, like an upgraded base ship. Um, and then when the the ship demo comes out, um, then you'll be able to get uh, better ships or different customizations for your ship or gear for your ships. It's kind of like you get like a hole, and then you add all these upgrades to it to make it better and kind of make it more complete. Uh, so that's kind of like one thing that comes out with it. And then there's like other stuff with like PvP and guilds. We've we've partnered with a lot of uh, gaming guilds. Uh, like Final Frontier, and we've been talking to 3D gamers as well, um, and like uh, we we just do a lot of stuff in terms of like uh, uh, making them feel like included and such. Like we've done stuff like a, a player council where they get to help uh, guide development as well to make the game as fun as possible for their players. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, basically when you look at that that roadmap, we have like a more detailed roadmap which goes into more specifics. Um, but we call this one our hype map because it it just shows all the big stuff that we're releasing. Um, and each of those like big blocks that you see, and if 
if anyone's unfamiliar with what I'm talking about, it's on our website, rogestar.net. If you scroll down, there's like the, the map that you'll see. Each of those is a playable experience, like a game in itself, like a mini game. Um, and then we kind of stitch it all together at the end. Um, and each of those games come with like their own NFTs and new stuff that you can do. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of like what to expect. And I think the biggest thing there is like the the the, the star bases or whatever that we'll be doing. Uh, we've been talking to the gaming guilds about uh, how they can integrate their, their star bases. So it basically like the social space on steroids, you'll be able to own like your own private space in the game. Uh, and uh, I think that'd be super dope as well. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of like a quick overview of like what's to come in the next uh, next few months in terms of like playable experiences, NFTs, um, and then like how we're kind of stitching it all together in the end. Sounds like, sounds like give you hands full there. Um, I remember actually when you guys first came on, I, I played the demo that you had available back then. Uh, I haven't tried this new one yet, but I, I definitely will give it a go um, at some point today. Um, yeah, uh, I really do look forward to seeing your progress, man. Nice one. I, I brought up um, Pangboy. Hey, how you doing, man? Um, did you have a question or a comment for uh, Rogue Stars? Pangboy. All right, maybe he's not with us. Might be loading. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, mm. just uh, didn't, yeah, didn't hear you. Just hopped on. What's up, guys? Uh, hey, what, how you doing, man? Uh, did you yeah, have a was... question for Rogue Stars? Uh, yeah, um... I guess, yeah, I, I haven't checked up with you guys recently. I know the guild has. We streamed you guys um, a little while ago. But, yeah, no, what is, uh, what, what's the status on uh, Rogue Star? I know you guys are minting soon, right? Yeah, we're, we're minting on May 19th. It's supposed to be a lucky number. <laughs> so, uh, no, we're going with it. Uh, yeah, we, we have the star passes out and everything. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've been working with a lot of... Uh, like gaming guilds and such on uh on the we have like this this one tier of star pass which which gives a bunch of access to certain stuff um but uh yeah we're, we're minting um and the star passes look super dope i don't know if you guys have seen it yet but they're like really cool like 3d uh game passes that, that give you a, like a bunch of early access to like the nova tokens and rent tokens that you can use to to spend in the game um and uh you get like upgraded ships you get upgraded rewards and such and then we're also going to be partnering with like some renting models as well. So like guilds will have their, their interface where they can uh, do a bunch of stuff for, like renting and stuff because that'll be a, a big part of the game as well. Um, so in terms of status, that's kind of like uh, in terms of like the NFT, that's kind of what we have going on for that. Um, and then yeah, we've uh, we've put out the, the social demos coming out. If you guys want your own space or something, we can we can talk about that and see how we can do it. Um, and yeah, I, I saw the stream, super dope. Uh, we got, <laughs> it was it was awesome. So I appreciate you guys uh, streaming it for us. Yeah, I mean, of course. Uh, so I did have a question. I, I noticed there was, um, like, you know, different mint prices. You guys have, like, you know, one soul mint, a 25 soul mint. So, like, what's the benefits of minting something that's, like, you know, a 25 soul mint versus, like, the one soul one? Yeah, okay. So we have three different uh, three different uh, mint tiers. Uh, just uh, to be more, uh, basically to make it uh, so that players can get in at different levels that they can afford. Um, because we, we understand that there's there's players who can't uh, that don't want to put a bunch of money into the game, so we have the the one soul mint that gets them in, and it gives them like basic access to stuff. Um, so that they'll have their their starting ship. They're going to get early access to the the Nova tokens. That's actually actually I think the only way right now to get early access to the the Nova tokens. And then you'll be able to um, uh, get increased rewards while playing the game. It opens up that faucet, so it's, it kind of opens up that that play to earn element, uh, increased drop chances. 
um, and also uh, exclusive cosmetics and, uh, and chats and such like that. And then if you're uh, more, if you, and then if you want to get more involved with Rogue Star and you want to get a higher tier, uh, higher tier Star Pass, you can do so as well. And basically, it'll give you uh, a much more upgraded ship. It'll basically increase. Is basically the, the the base Star Pass kind of like on steroids. Gives you more increased rewards, um, and it gives you way more tokens as well. Um, and then opens up uh, other other exclusive features as well, like private spaces access. Um, and stuff like that. And then the, the last year, the 25 soul one is more targeted towards, I would say, gaming guilds or people who are extremely invested in Rogue Star. Um, and that's kind of like the max tier. You get a capital ship to start with uh, where you can have your uh, guild or friends. You can have all of them in that ship and do a lot of cool stuff with it. It also gives you the biggest allocation for uh, the Nova token. So if you're really interested in like that, in that uh, token, it gives you <laughs> probably way too many. But yeah, it gives you a bunch of those. Um, and then also it, it just basically increases the as you play the game you're you have bonuses and stuff so you'll earn more tokens you'll you'll have higher drop chances you'll have priority access to jump gates so you can travel faster in the game you'll have increased crafting times um basic stuff like that um and then just exclusive chats and private spaces as well that's kind of like the idea with it um and then on fractals there is um we have our mint guide there which shows kind of like the the perks that you get with each one and shows you kind of how they level up as the tiers go uh which is a pretty helpful graphic to look at um and let me see if i'll, I'll try and find it and I'll, I'll uh pin it up here for you all right yeah I, I guess like to me it's like uh yeah if you guys have like the um benefits out for each ship and basically yeah i mean i think uh, as gamers, you know, that's definitely quite a bit of money to spend on, I guess, like a skin. So I guess like mentioning the other side of the benefits <clears throat> and making sure like the world knows of like what's good about it uh, seems like a really good move to me. Nice one, Pangboy. Thank you for your question, Rogstars, uh, for your answer. Um, we, uh, if, if you have any more questions for Rogstars, you can hang around. Um, I just want to hit um, one of the projects. Uh, just because it's a little uh, time sensitive, but um, Pangboy, you can feel free to hang around um, with some more questions. Um, I want to move on to our Unchained here while we have the time, um, guys. Thank you for hanging around for for as long as you have. Um, I just have a couple of questions for you, really. Um, if, tell us. Tell, I want to know what's exciting about your game. What's what's different. Uh, we know that you build in a PvP and you have 30 plus NFT projects already integrated, you say. Um, what's special about, about it? Can you tell us? Well, hi again. How's it going? Happy to stick around, man. There's been a lot of big brains in this space right now. So it's cool to hear about a bunch of different gaming uh, projects that are going on. It gives us, I think, all like a good sense of uh, what's going on in the space. And like it's a nice little, you know, not competitive, but uh, I think like a supportive way for all of us to like build a better gaming infrastructure on Solana together. So happy to stick around and hear everybody. Uh, that being said, so what makes us different, man? I think for one, it's our team. Uh, I know that that's like redundant and it's not necessarily specific to the game, uh, but that has a direct impact on everything that we've brought to the table so far, um, starting with the game. Uh, we're lucky to have a really talented indie gaming developer who's in the audience right now. And he is a speaker, Mr. Frothy himself, uh, who is just a cracked, fully stacked game dev and has had years of experience building fun, interactive and highly used games uh, and offerings. And so what we've done is we've applied, you know, his track record of success and just 
fine-tuned ability to make a fun game. And we've really webbed three the shit out of it. Um, that's one of the things that I think distinguishes our project specifically is that we're a really good balance mixed between uh, web two and web three. So a lot of us understand the ins and outs of like a bunch of different facets of what we have going on. And for our game specifically, what we wanted to do was have that combative, you know, talk shit, you know, maybe you're in discord and you want to talk shit with your friends or whatever. And then you can actually hop in our game pretty much on demand and you can fight each other and you can win stuff for fighting each other and you can get bragging rights, which is still, you know, value in and of itself. Um, but on top of that, you know, we've established like an ecosystem that's going to directly tie in and correlate to just fucking play in the game. Um, and while I know a lot of people are focusing on bigger deliverables, we're starting out with our playable, you know, initial version of Kingmaker day one, and it's going to be one to one head on. Uh, and you're also going to be able to have leaderboards, prize pools, and a bunch of interactive community building, you know, aspects to the game. Additionally, one of the things that is like a paramount strike structural thing for our whole project is the fact that we're going cross chain. And so what we're doing is we're doing limited mints on multiple different blockchains. Um, and when we do release our numbers and our minting price, people will understand that we're being very realistic and reasonable and understanding what market sentiment is and just current conditions and everything like that. So, but that's like an integral part of our roadmap is that we will be launching additional uh, Mex is our NFT name, which serves as a game pass uh, and a, a passport to our whole ecosystem that we're making. Um, so outside of Kingmaker, which is our one-to-one and eventually going to be like an 8v8 uh, fully kick-ass battle royale, uh, we'll be also uh, releasing additional games on top of that, just sort of covering a broader scope of game and gamification and things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's like the high-level view, but the biggest thing that distinguishes us is our artwork, I think, for the NFT, which serves as your access pass, it speaks for itself. The community members and team leads that we have in place, they speak for themselves. The game speaks for itself. So on all fronts, um, we're, we're fucking cooking with gasoline, as it were. Love that. Um, so I want to talk about the mechs a, a little bit more. Um, they, they stand for Mechanical Extra Dimensional Cavalry. Right, and uh, there, there is a few, there are a couple of like utilities that come with it, um, like renting. Um, you mentioned in your white paper, I believe. Um, can you tell us how that works, or why you know basically how the NFT side of things functions? Absolutely, man. Thanks for doing your research, bro. It, it helps. It helps <laughs> talk about. I forget to talk about. Uh, so thank you very much. But so that is going to be a big part. You know, like I just said, we're not looking to do a, a huge mint on every chain. Um, that's not really what we do is we want uh, a core base on each blockchain. And so we do plan to be, you know, conservative with our, our supply. And uh, we know that at a, at a certain point in time, the regular Joe, you know, will be potentially priced out of owning a mech. Um, and by owning a mech, you do have access to playable partner projects and, you know, all the things that we've been building, you get access to. So if anybody ever gets to a point where they're priced out, we're going to be adding a functionality for our holders um, via a marketplace uh, where you will be able to rent out your mech and people will be able to, for a very low, low, low price paid directly uh, to the holder, uh, you'll be able to play a game. 
uh, and use their mech to play as maybe your favorite character or whatever, you know, partner project of ours that you most identify with. So if you're in Famous Fox Federation and you're talking shit to D-Gods, well, you know, it's going to be fun if you pay a dollar or a dollar fifty or whatever it ends up being uh, to go in and pretty much put your money where your mouth is, which is a big element to the space that we we want to add um, is we want that to be something that people start having become more of an integral part of just day to day. You know, I, I could sit around and play Smash Brothers with any of my friends at any point in time and be completely content. Um, and that's like the entire dynamic that we want to add. So um, that's like at least the starting point. And there is a whole set of tokenomic systems in place and utility that we have that's become, you know, become pretty much standard on Solana. All of those bases are covered. Um, and in addition to that, we've been able to actually advance a lot of what people I think work on for a while. We're, we're really lucky to have, I think, one of the top three devs on Solana. Um, his name is Sile for a million souls. He derugged cyber frogs and the dude is literally a wizard. Um, so we're going to be using him as an integral part of our team too, to add a lot of the utility and expand on a lot of the utility that, uh, Solana has, you know, become known for at this point. So we're looking forward to moving that ball forward too. Yeah. Um, just really quickly on that, on the team itself, while I was looking through the team and um, I checked out Frothy's Twitter and immediately the first thing that I saw was Daft Punk helmets. I'm a massive Daft Punk uh, for myself, so you uh, you won me over straight away, man. Um, <laughs> uh, Moni, I, I see you've got a question. Um, see, would you hand up? Um, go for it, man. Hey, Moni, you with us? Maybe not. Um, okay, well, before, before it comes back, I, I've got a question for you. Um, so it's something that I just, well, if you could clarify. Is, is, so the, the only way to play the game will be through uh, holding the NFT, whether that's through ownership or renting. Am I correct? Yeah, that's definitely going to be, it's your access pass to our game, uh, our game studio. Right. Um, and what, what are your plans when it comes to expansion? So I think first and foremost, we're going to focus on expanding to other chains because that's one of the things that we want to do. We're all, you know, blockchain maxis. Uh, I've been in crypto since 2013. I have friends in Ethereum, uh, Jay Porta, which is one of our partnership specialists and just general badasses of our team. Um, he's a big near maxi. And so that is a huge part of what we want for our community is we aren't looking to do this in isolation. You know, we love Solana. It's personally my backyard. It's where I had my own come up. Um, but what we want to do is bring these chains together uh, collaborative, collaboratively uh, and in a combative you know, manner. So there is going to be a competitive nature to our community where you do have a little bit of fun shit talking happening. But more than anything, what we're going to do is we're going to facilitate like a think tank and an ability for people to get exposure into different NFT projects outside of just Solana, outside of just Ethereum, outside of just uh, near or whatever becomes a prevalent source of NFTs. We're, we're going to use Unchained in our brand to, I hope, establish a platform for NFTs in general to be able to come together. And what we'll do is at the most basic level, provide a sense of utility for those partner projects. And on a macro level for our holders and for our community as a whole, it's going to be exactly what people are wanting. It's going to be understanding what's happening and what's really 
you know, making waves on whatever blockchain or on whatever project. And I think that that's the big overall vision that we have um, is doing all of this with the intentional sort of express deliverable of making a collaborative NFT community without barriers. You know, none of this ETH, none of this just near, none of this just so like, and we love them all and they all have their own, you know, communities and cultures. Um, it's going to be really fucking interesting and cool and fun to push that forward a little bit more and bring it all together, which is already happening. It's not like we're setting any new meta or anything right now. Um, just in the spaces alone today, I've seen some ETH influencers that I saw Moon on the show with, you know, on the ETH side of things. And, you know, we're starting to knock on doors between other blockchains. And I think that it's an isolationist sort of approach to just be, you know, so chain centric. There's so much synergy between the chains, you know, um, we're, 